Whaia kia mārama, kia whai take i roto i o mahi katoa, kia tū, kia kaha, kia hora te marino, aroa atu, aroa mai, tato kia tato katoa. Tēnā koutou i tēnei ahiahi e No Maiki Persons podcast. Um, hi everyone, welcome back to our third Sins podcast uh, episode. My name is Emily and I'm so, I feel very incredibly lucky to be sitting down today um, with Gabriella and Kitty um, to talk about their experiences as wahine Māori in Aotearoa. And this is to celebrate, Pali, um, the United Nations Indigenous Peoples Day, which is celebrated on the 9th of August, I believe. So, tēnā kōrua, welcome. Tēnā kōrua, Emily. Tēnā kōrua, kia ora. Taraiti, yeah, tēnā kōrua. Ko tēnā kōrua tāhi ki te atua nā me ngā mea katoi hanga mai te rei ki te whenua kōrore ki tōn e mua tātou. Mihi te urua ki te kingi Māori atu hei pia ko te tau te wherewhero te tuawhiti me te tāhi ai ki whainu nui tonu tau mai e ki a rātou. Ki ngā hunga mate ko Whetirangi Pia, tēnei mārama, tēnei wiki, tau noa ki tēnei rā, moi moi, moi moi, moi moi rā. Tātou ki a rātou, tātou ki a tātou, ngā reo e ngā mana e ngā waka katoa, tēnā nō tātou katoa. Ai, tēnei te mihi ki a koe Emily, ngā mihi ki tō karanga ki a māwatahi a Gabriella, mihi tēnei aiai whenua tāhua. Ano ki e mihi tēnei ki te kaupapa, ara ki ngā iwi taketake o te ao. Ai, he kapa pa tino whakahirehira, no reira nga māua te wai maerie, nga māua ki te koiro, ki te wānanga, e pāna ki te ao Māori tēnei wā, ne? Kia ora, everyone. I just wanted to firstly acknowledge our higher powers, all of our collective higher powers in this space. Also want to acknowledge the Māori king, Tuheitia, and the whānau over Waikato, and then the ones who have passed on, our loved ones, and then acknowledge us all here today. Um, wanted to acknowledge you, Emily, and your whua mihi to you um, for putting out the karanga of the core to Gabriella and mm-hmm. I to come into this space and have this kōrero, and also want to uh, mihi to the kaupapa International Indigenous Peoples Day too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, an amazing kaupapa, and I feel quite honoured, and I know we both do, to be here to have this kōrero. Um, Loreta Kōwaiō, who am I? <laughs> A bit about <laughs> me. Um, Ikitao tōku pāpā, ko whakatāa te maunga, ko waitangi te awa, ko mātātū o te waka, ko ngāpuhi te iwi, ko ngai tawaka ki te tuawhenua te hapū, ko Taitara Tamarai, ko maunga kawa te maunga, ko waikato te awa, ko tainui te waka, ko ngāti haua te iwi, ko ngāti wherewhero te hapū, ko Rukumwana Tamarai. Ikitao tōku nei mamau, he uri tēnei nō te whānau apanui, ko mihi maini nō te maunga, ko waikautau o kiritapu te wai, Ko mā tātou te waka, ko te whānau a kahirau tāo te hapū, ko tahaua te marae. He uri tēnei hoki nō Ngāti Pākia, ikitao tōku māma. Ko rā uri tēnei tōku pāpa, ko kohe tēnei tōku māma, ko kiria tāhua, tōku nei ingoa. Yeah, just wanted to say very quickly on my dad's side, I'm from the north, from Ngāpuhi Nui Tōnu, and then we're also from Waikato Tainui Ngāti Haua. Then on mum's side, we're from the beautiful east coast down in a small place called Te Kaha. Um, our tribal people are Te Whanau Apanui down there. And then also from Ngāti Pākeha on my mum's side, my granddad is from England, living mm. in Ōtautahi Christchurch at the moment. And 
yeah, it's a bit about me. My name is Kitty or Kitty Atahua. And um, yeah, it's an honor to be in this space. Kia ora. Kia ora. Ah, kōwaiō, ko kaki puku te maunga, ko waipati awa, ko tainui te waka, ko nati mania potu, nati hamua, nati pakia oku iwi, ko nati parihata, nati hineitu oku hapu, ko falepa toku papakainga hamua, ko Luke Coxon toku papa, ko Angelina Lua ao Marcel brain toku mama, ko Gabriella Makrite hineitu brain aho, nō rera tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Um, Thank you so much for having both Kiriatahua and myself in the space again to just sort of affirm everything that Kitty has said, you know, within her mihi, um, acknowledging this wider sort of kaupapa that we're all here to stand for. Mm. Um, but in terms of my pepeha, so my mum is Samoan Māori, um, Nati Maniapoto, and then on our Samoan side, um, our main village is Falipa, but we also have Whakapapa to Motaa and Whaliapunga. And then on my dad's side, we do have Whakapapa Māori, but again, that's a bit of a hairanga. Mm. Um, but also Pākehatanga, um, Whakapapa to Ireland, mainly. Yeah. Mm. So mm. that's me, but um, born and bred out in Waitakere. <laughs> yeah, Messi's <laughs> <Yeah>. my heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I work alongside Kiri um, mm. at the Auckland Women's mm. Centre as a rangatahi coordinator mm. on this kaupapa to you to papa, which I'm excited to yeah, talk a little about. bit mm. about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's me. No ingarani oku tipuna, i whanau mai ai te tihi omaru, i tupu ake o i te tihi omaru, kei tamaki makaurau ahau e noho aha. Um, ko Emily, toku ingoa, no reira tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou uh, katoa. Mm. So, so good mm. to see you guys both here. Thank you once again for joining us. Um, I thought we could start with something a little fun, um, a game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much this or that um, te reo edition. Um, I'll start with the first one. It's uh, would you rather eat kaimoana? Or uh, kai whenua. <laughs> oh, nah, I love my kai moana, eh? Mm. Like, there's, I was thinking about this too, because like, there's a lot that falls into kai whenua. Mm. A lot more than what falls yeah, into kai yeah. moana. But I can't live without my, my uka. <laughs> my raw fish. <laughs> 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 have you ever had like those raw um, raw fish salads? Uh, that's like, what I make. Oh, made, oh yeah. that's what it she is. Makes yeah. the best. Yeah, I know mostly the Samoan way. Yeah. But mm. to be honest, you can just make it how you want it, eh? Put coriander, put, <laughs> I don't know. So, like, any kinds yeah. of sauces or additional ingredients is not like a, a set recipe? No, it's not. I mean, everybody has their own take on recipe. Yeah. yeah, their own take yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> That's it, that's it. Mm-hmm. But you just gotta have the coconut cream. Yeah, oh. you must. <laughs> Had some of that in Tahiti and it was yeah. scrumptious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, yeah. Kitty? Mine's quite different because I'm actually vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't eat kaimwana at all, which is funny being Maori and not eating kaimwana, yeah. especially <laughs> And there's just like all this kaimwana, lots, of, lots yeah. of meaty and everything in the space. But yeah, it's funny being vegan. So kaifenua would definitely be my mm-hmm. choice. <laughs> Naturally, you wouldn't be a real vegan if not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, 
because he grew up vegetarian as a Fano, and even mm. that was really interesting mm. going back home again on the Madai and oh man I tell you the things that some of our cousins would say to us because <laughs> I was like you guys are that weird family that are vegetarian as <laughs> <laughs> weird Maldives like yeah we are oh man no. <laughs> could you do a thing or two <laughs> no yeah. um oh gosh I mean mm-hmm. I, if I ask myself this I don't know but I think salmon mm. I cannot it's definitely my favorite favorite meat. Yeah. <laughs> Freshwater salmon. Mm. I feel guilty though, like eating it sometimes. Maybe I should <laughs> reconsider my diet. <laughs> fishing industry, I mean. Yeah, oh. next to dams, that's yeah, not oh, no. cheating. Um, and what about, would you rather make uh, a kete or uh, a fariki? Would I rather make one? <laughs> Your crap, like your crappy would person. be smaller. So. Yeah, it wouldn't take as long. Well, like, who knows? Oh, but who but, knows? Yeah. It's probably a bit more intricate. Yeah. I see some really intricate kitty. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna say kitty. I think I'll go with kitty as well, just because yeah. I think it's more practical. Like I'd like to like yeah. take it around with me. Yeah, and I've seen some wahine like carry mm. kitty for the everyday use, and it's just so cool. I like look. I'm like, I know. Jealous. Yeah. Like, so no kitty is bag. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And 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 fariki is like a mat. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> more useful in your day-to-day life yeah. for sure yeah. on, our, on our summer it's like yeah, yeah no i think kete as well um i yeah. once was actually given one by uh, a bus driver of mine like from oh. my in, throughout my entire um <clears throat> primary school years Oh, yeah. Um, she would like bust me to school, and I lived in a little small rural community. So she would like come all the yeah. way out. And um, the very last year of primary school, she gave me a kete that she had made herself. Wow, with, that's yeah, special. filled with like my favorite lollies, and it was oh, just the most. Beautiful. I felt oh, it was just an incredible moment. I was wow. like, Damn. <laughs> this woman knows me. She knew that's me from cool. the first that's moment. Fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> okay. also, Yes, I do. It's, uh, a, it's a just a little tongue. mini one. Oh, yeah. nice. mm. I've also just realized that Kiriatahua is wearing kitty earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that's what they were. Yeah. Just for those listening, it's like a uh, sort of navy and red and white yeah. woven together. Yeah. Um, and then the, I guess like the handles of the bags are connected <laughs> to the thing that goes through here. <laughs> yeah, so cute. Very cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I know there's quite a lot of spiritual um, significance uh, of um, punami. Mm. So, well, firstly, would you rather wear a bone or a greenstone one? Mm. <laughs> See, it's, it's the context, eh? Like, I yeah. have um, bone taonga from my koro mm. um, that, because of the context, are really special. But then I also, I mean, I do also wear, you know, a lot of beautiful, Pounami. yeah, ponami mm. too. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. That's a really hard that, one. That is a hard one. That is a hard <laughs> one. You're wearing yeah. a ponami right I now. Am, She's got yeah, a beautiful, I beautiful. Yeah, it's a piece yeah. I got for my twenty third from my whanau. So yeah. I had tino tonga. It's a real mm. precious tonga mm. for me. So I do like to wear it sort of wherever I go these days. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Mm. So just sort of on that basis, like currently, I would say ponami would be my choice. But it was interesting, even in high school, like when we had the kapapa stage bone, I always found it really nice when you're in your kakahu, mm. when you're in your uniform to perform kapaka. 
So mm-hmm. again, I think even just depending on where you are and what you're doing, yeah, can yeah, change, but right now, sort of like the aesthetic with it, yeah. with what you're wearing versus the significance yeah. based on who mm. gave it to you and yeah. what the sort of history is and preserving all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, and the last one is: Would you rather spend your time um, the tatahi or manga? Mm. <laughs> I don't. Oh, see. I, both are so beautiful, but I'm not too good at Hard walking one. uphill. So, <laughs> so the tatahi is the beach, yeah, yeah and the manga mountains. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say, yeah. Not much of a hiker? Oh, I, I, I'd like to say that I am, but I'm absolutely not. I feel like it's a cool thing to get into one yeah. day, one day. I think it's um, really cool, like, climbing your own manga too. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty special. We went to Taupo mm. recently, and as a whānau, we went up Maunga Tauhara, which is our manga down there, and that was an incredible experience, mm. I've got to say, like, getting to the top, like, no words can describe, and it was sort of right on sunset time, too, mm. so it was just, the view was amazing. Yeah. But yeah. the hikoi, or the climb <laughs> up, oh my goodness, it was like a two-hour hikoi, just, like, up, like, steep, and I was dying, I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. It makes the thrill of the end so much more satisfying, <laughs> it's though. Satisfying. Yeah. It is, it does, yeah. You're, like, relaxing into the moment, and you're just... <laughs> filled with endorphins yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah but I think I have to say Tazai <laughs> to be yeah, honest the beach yeah, yeah. Oh. I know sit back and relax yeah, yeah. if only it was so muchy at the moment Hard. yeah the tatahi but yeah yeah so what was your tatahi did you have a, like a beach that you spent um a lot of time on or just a many <laughs> so I guess like growing up mm. out west mm. we're pretty familiar with our beautiful west mm. coast beaches and honestly like i think some of our our tatahi here in tamaki makaurau even though we are this kind of sprawling urban complex mm-hmm. out west i think it's Tamil. some of the most stunning so beautiful. yeah yeah spaces mm. in the motu um so yeah uh, ever since i was really little my mum and i we would make the haerenga out to muriwai mm. um to hinga Mm. Iha, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we live really close. We live in Swanson out west as well, mm-hmm. which is really close to Tehinga. So we like to do trips out there to vessels and yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So the coming together of like the force of nature mm. and us, us on earth, <laughs> just as the waves come crashing in, this really know. dramatic like sand whipping through the air. It's so windy. It's, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's a- it's oh, wild, oh, but it's yeah. there's something like really raw and like I don't know. It's Yeah. Wind to wash over me. And even like swimming in that water, like I know it I mean it's a lot more dangerous than your east coast beaches mm. and stuff. Mm. And lots of people don't really find it to be swimmer friendly. Mm. But like I mean if you're swimming between the flags and you've got those full on waves coming at you, like it doesn't get more fun like fun than that like mm. I often find that when I'm at really calm beaches I'm just like yeah, okay <laughs> where's <laughs> the excitement sort of yeah. I was like, yeah. it actually gave me a bit That's like, like a, yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean it's beautiful in its own way it is. yeah <laughs> but still like going to Mission Bay or something gay though I wouldn't nah <laughs> Mission Bay <laughs> don't swim in there That's but you know not, not to hate on Mission Bay y'all but uh <laughs> yeah Calmer waters, you just when you're so used to like the vessels and the people, and then when you go there, you're like, oh, interesting. So tame, yeah. 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 Mm. 
Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I'd love to talk a bit more about um your experiences as Wahine Māori in Aotearoa. Um, firstly, I'd love to know. Uh, you have sort of touched on it already, but like where you grew up and mm. in your community. Mm. Yeah, well, I like I said, um, born out in Massey. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I've I've literally been out west basically my whole life, mm. albeit for past two months because I've been, um, I've recently moved into a flat on Dominion Road, but still like I constantly go out mm-hmm. back out west, um, mm. and that's where, like my whanau have always been, um, except now we do have lots of whanau over in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. I always joke that when you go over to Brisbane and more specifically Logan, it just feels like an ex- like an extension of West Auckland, South Auckland. It kind of feels like you never really left, but obviously it is different, so it's exciting. And it definitely does feel like a trip. But um, so because of the people over there, my nana, my auntie, my uncle, all my cousins and stuff, and also like our extended whanau, um that also has quite a strong sense of home. Mm. Yeah, in terms of the community, but yeah. <laughs> Those that are there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm also a Westie, though. I was born in Rotorua, mm. um, but then my final year we moved to um, Whenuapai, actually, first, which is mm. sort of close to Massey as well. Yeah, yeah. Whenuapai, Westgate area. And you yeah, grew up there and then moved to Henderson, and then now we're in Swanson, so we've sort of always been out west as well, mm. um, which has been really lovely, because like you say, it's really close to like Waitaki Ranges, the Pātahi, um, yeah, all these beautiful landscapes mm. out there. Mm. Um, but I think even just growing up in Tamaki Makoto in mm. Auckland has been an interesting experience, hey, as yeah. Māori, um, and having sort of lots of whakapapa to different spaces outside of Tamaki Makoto, like the north, like I said earlier, and also Waikato, and then also the beautiful East Coast, mm. growing up in Nui, just having all these different tūranga waiwai across Aotearoa, mm. and then living in Tamaki Makoto, saw the big smoke, you know, it's just really <laughs> interesting, I guess, yeah. growing up in that space, because, yeah, my whānau, beautiful whānau, I feel very blessed to be a part of my whānau, because my mum and dad raised us homeschooled at home mm. in the whare, um, really close to mum mm. um, and dad, but it's interesting still with even like the reo and te ao Māori, you know, being in Tamaki, my dad's like greatest like desire and like wishes is that we all pui te reo Māori a lot more at home, because mm-hmm. for him he grew up with the reo, you know, as a tamariki, so he had yeah, a bit of it, but yeah, then of course yeah. at Kura, mm. it all had to stop there, so, but he still has that, you know, natural ear for the reo and natural tongue with the reo, yeah. so for him I just said every time he'd light up whenever we would pui te reo, but mm. te, pa- uh, te reo Pākehā was always the dominant language that would also mm. uh, always come back into the whare, so we didn't speak it too often. Um, but yeah, I think that experience in itself is an interesting one because then we would go back home to our marae, to mm. our tūranga waiwai in different spaces and hear all our cousins have the mm. koiro i te reo Māori, you know, and you know, you, there definitely comes a sense of, I guess, whakama when you're in that space, you know, you feel mm. a bit shy and a bit like, yeah, more like, oh, I don't want to have a koiro with my cousins because mm. that was my aunt <laughs> that I won't understand, you know, right, like right. that definitely all came up as a child or, yeah, as a... Yeah, kōtero growing up in Tamaki, but then the beauties to that is now as a wahine, sort of going on that real journey and learning the mm. real for myself and mm. for the whānau as well, that yeah. has been a really sort of empowering, enriching um, 
beautiful journey in itself. So mm. I think we all go through our own sort of huarahi or journeys on in this world, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Did you grow up speaking real? Mm. Oh, Carl. Yeah, um, my my kuru, he spoke a bit, um, and that was actually something that he was able to reclaim later mm. in life, which was really cool. Um, but again, passed away when I was quite young. Mm. Yeah, whānau dynamics get a bit complicated. So again, it wasn't really something that, yeah, I had like a tangible grasp of. But in many ways, like both my mama and myself are now on this whole hiringa te reo mm. Māori um, and are, you know, slowly learning te reo together, um, which is really exciting. Mm. And it feels, yeah, it feels nice sort of knowing that that journey has already been you know it's it's something that is passing through Alfano intergenerationally and yeah. sort of knowing my kōro story and then now that we can sort of reclaim it to pass it on to mm. all, you know so um, a, 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 other yeah. than for um like just understanding the language itself what do you see to be um like the other benefits of learning te reo and mm. how else um that enriches you yeah oh, I'll let you go first and stuff like that. You go, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, what a apartheid though. That, yeah. is, that is quite a question because it is it is quite amazing journey, hey? Mm. And it's almost like I find the more I go on my real journey and learn more about the language, the more I fall in love with te ao Māori or just the mm. Māori worldview as a whole because in the language lies so many different beauties and histories and stories mm. and just... And Pakaro Māori as well, the way Māori think, it's just, it's so different to Te Aupaka, to what we've sort of been used to for a mm. long time. And sort of going back to that or learning that again, you know, it's something that we're familiar with and we can feel it, it just makes sense. But then when mm. you actually learn it, it's just like, oh my gosh, like there it is, it just all sort of drops into yeah. place. Um, and there's lots of things, I mean, even tikanga is another big thing. Yeah. And to be honest, on the real journey, they say... Um, you know, the real is sort of like the wings, but the body of te ao Māori mm. is tikanga, and actually tikanga is like the backbone, so tikanga is just as important as mm. learning the real. And naturally, as you learn the real, tikanga comes into it as yeah. well, so even that, learning that side of te ao Māori within the real is yeah. just, yeah. But I, th- I think just I culturally for yourself, being Māori, learning the real, it just really just, yeah. Well, for me, I've just found it's just made me feel so much more like, and who I am, like mm. more settled and just more, you know, yeah, yeah, the connection to your culture through the language is just, it's mm. sort of hard to even describe. Yeah, and I mean, for, for many years, the um, Māori was a spoken language, right? So all mm. those stories were passed through mm. by speaking. Orally, yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah. 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 I was just, just with what you were saying, mm. too, that was so beautiful, but um, we were recently at this hui, um, or not a hui, it was woman and stuff and we were listening to oh, Stacey Morrison yeah. speaking yeah. in particular about oh, yeah. her um yeah. her real Māori journey and she really sort of affirmed and I mean it's it's something that we all know deep down but like mm. for Māori what it like the whole process of learning te reo Māori um is one of reclamation and mm. it's one of uncovering mm. and so like it's ultimately something that we have like sitting within us mm. you know at that wider level so waiting and to sometimes be yeah yeah waiting to sort of be uncovered mm. um and it's you know it's it's a difficult journey too because you know what it means to sort of translate that into like our hininaro space and like the ways in which we think and can sort of perceive with the kupu um mm. you know that's 
that's ultimately the challenge, you know? Um, but, yeah, I guess, you know, in that whole sort of sense of reclamation and uncovering, um, it grabs you that greater sense of your own self. Mm. And with what you were saying too, just in terms of feeling more toe, mm. like for me it just makes me feel so much more sort of stronger in my sense of identity and yeah. self and it affirms so much that we already yeah. kind of know deep within. Mm. Maybe yeah. my confidence too as yeah. a one year Maori just sort of goes to a whole other level too mm. when I feel quite confident in, yeah. in my deal in the language and even going into different spaces and hearing the deal and feeling at home in that space and feeling like yeah no I get that like that's you know it, it just yeah opens up so much more like I feel like my world just fully yeah and there's such up. yeah such beautiful poetry to the language mm. too like it really helps you see Tiao mm. in a completely different mm. light yeah and it's a beautiful light <laughs> it's yeah. you know yeah. speaks to the you know the relationships that mm. all exist you know sort of between us I just um, oh sorry you know what yeah well I was gonna say the other cool yeah. thing about the deal is it really shows a holistic worldview as well yeah. and mm. again that's that just speaks to te ao Māori as mm. a whole as well we just got to really like taha you know hinengaro taha wairua taha um, tinana, taha whanau, taha whenua. It just encapsulates everything. Like the real isn't, you know, it's not mm. just the words, but actually there's all these elements. There's your spiritual side, there's your mm. physical, there's mm. your mental Hora. and emotional. Yeah, mm. and then there's a whenua and there's, there's a, yeah, mm. it encapsulate, encapsulates everything like that. And that's why I think it does open your world up because it makes you, instead of just looking like through this sort of lens, it makes you see like all of the other sides to it too and yeah all those dimensions the, different yeah, dimensions yeah the yeah. water side of the deal too is just oh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's a really it's, a really difficult thing to kind of summarize but if you could say like what um if there was some, some sort of like mental shift that you made through this that, you, that you're making through this um real journey um what would you say like how would you kind of describe that because um Obviously, as you were saying before, the Pākehā and Māori worldview are, are very different. And, you know, Māori mm. um, view, uh, nature and people is very interconnected. Um, and they can't be estranged from one another and really need to cooperate. Mm. How would you, yeah, interesting to hear. Sorry, so what was the podcast? How do we... Oh, um, how, how would you describe that sort of shift in mentality from, uh, from Pākehā worldview? Not saying that that's mm. where you were, but kind of if mm. you could, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess it's, again, going back to that whole sort of concept of reclamation. Mm. It's like, I mean, I mean, you know, we, we talk about colonisation, um, you know, and what that whole sort of violent system has tried to take from mm. Indigenous peoples. Mm. But still, like, Indigenous peoples are so resilient in the mm. face of all of that. Mm. And here we all are on this reclamation journey to actually reconnect with who, you know? We yeah. truly are beyond mm -hmm. all of those systems of mm. colonisation and, you know... Mm. and all of that yeah mm. yeah it is mm. it's an interesting journey the shift in, in the mind mm. or the whakaro and the and like you say growing up in a colonized country right mm. um you do have that dominant whakaro dominating the space which is whakaro pakia mm. um 
at Te Ao Pākehā. And so it's, it's a difficult one sometimes because when you're trying to sort of shift from that space, which is a dominating space, mm. into whakaaro Māori, um, yeah, it's, it can be a challenge because it's almost like everything else in society, the Western society is mm. telling you to do it this way. But then when you dive into, you know, te ao Māori, mm. te Māori, and you learn things about like manaakitanga, to look after and care mm. for things, kaitiakitanga, to be a guardian for things. You know, when you start diving into whanaungatanga, the connections mm. with everyone, when those sort of become, like when you start thinking from that lens, you sort of look at te ao and you think, wait, that doesn't really add up with my <laughs> connections with the people, my relationships, or my guardianship to the whenua. Like, it doesn't actually add up the way I'm seeing it played out in the city or in the world out here in Te Ao Pākehā. Mm. So making that shift is beautiful, and I, and I think it just makes me feel like it's more comfortable, and it makes me feel mm. more at home in that space in Te Ao Māori. But then also you almost feel a bit like... But then when you look back and you realise there's just that bit of a conflict there too. Mm. And I think the next challenge comes is trying to stay and operate into into our Māori because you know that's where you're most comfortable, that's mm. where you'd like to operate from. But doing that in a space where it's not so promoted or it's not so, you know, mm. supported, that's where that challenge then becomes. Mm. And, and it's an interesting one because I think, you know, Māori and non-Māori, there are so many everyone gains from te ao Māori. Like, there's nothing... Mm. Like, when people... Anyone takes the time to look into te ao Māori and the way, you know, Māori operate, the Māori mm. worldview, I think, yeah, everybody will look at it and just think, oh, my gosh, yes, that makes sense to operate in that way. Like, mm. it makes sense it to makes look so after one another. Yeah. It makes sense mm. to be guardians. It makes sense to value relationships and connections. Mm. So, again, I just think it would be it's a beautiful journey for everyone to go on and to sort of make that shift. Um... But I think it can it can also be a bit of a scary one for a lot, you know, unfamiliar spaces when you're mm. not familiar. It can be a bit of a... Mm. But I, I want to encourage everyone listening that, <laughs> yeah. that it is a beautiful journey, honestly. Yeah. And just, yeah, taking that time to look into a Māori worldview of things, there's just, yeah, there's it's only okay. beautiful riches that come from it. Ko mm. Aotearoa tēnei, like, mm. you know, this is Aotearoa and this mm. is the language of our motu. It's, mm. you know... It's woven into the whenua. And that's why I think, you know, real Māori, it reflects the sounds and the rhythms of te taiao. And so it teaches us all about, you know, obviously for Māori, but, you know, anybody who, you know, comes to Aotearoa and is, you know, connected to that whole sort of space, it teaches us so much about what it actually means to Mm. exist within this motu. Mm. Yeah. And what it means, you know, in terms of your own sort of identity, whether that be, you know, your Pākehātanga or elsewhere and so on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's a beautiful shift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. How can we make that shift? <laughs> and if we're thinking about, like, particularly um, students who are either, like, at university or mm. at that stage of their life where they're maybe launching into you know, the workforce or um, mm. just going beyond um, a university environment or mm. maybe going into a university environment. Um, yeah, how, how can you see us uh, rangatahi engaging in te ao Māori and learning more about tikanga? Mm. Yeah. Great tata. Yeah. And there are, I mean, there are so many different ways to learn, eh? Mm. It's like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the the most important sort of foundation is simply having an open, 
you know, having like an open mind and mm-hmm. I guess like an open heart to um, all of that mātauranga. And because it is, you know, like it's it's a different way of seeing things. Yeah. So naturally that is confronting. And so yeah. that's, I guess that's, that's the main sort of foundation mm. is, you know, around actually sort of recognising the differences at play and being open mm, to... Sure. You know, yeah, and the first thing is like the having the conversation. Yeah. I mean, where I where I uh, grew up, um, well, firstly it was predominantly white, um, mm. and you know we would just we had that same lesson every every year, like oh this is the Treaty of Waitangi, like this is what happened, they signed it, and here we are, you know, mm. and it was just there was no more depth, no real connection mm. to um, the implications of that. Um, and just mm. like the wi- a wider appreciation for um, te reo Māori, it was just like you learn how to say kia ora and you learn how to say um, goodbye and that's, you know, that was the extent of it. Mm. Um, and so, you know, for me as a Pākehā coming to Auckland was like a massive shock because suddenly it was, it was being talked about mm. and I had been so sheltered to it my whole life. Mm. Um, and then I guess through... Uh, through clubs at university mm. um, that were interacting with Te Reo Māori and like incorporating mm. um, Reo into you know just even introductions and karakia and and acknowledging um, their Turanga Waiwai and their um, Fenua was really like eye opening to me and mm. just so like yeah I would encourage people to um, embrace that and to actually question it instead of just being like oh yeah that's that's being done actually go like, oh what does that mean. Yeah, um, right. I should look this up. What's the like? What's the um, significance of this concept or this beautiful design that I'm looking at? Mm. Um, and just kind of show that, develop that curiosity. Because mm. I think um, once again, I'm talking about myself, but like I think you know, having a, a Pākehā view um, and sort of noticing where those roadblocks are, or where mm. even internally where you're kind of blocking yourself, mm. um, yeah, is is very important. Yeah, self-reflection, eh? Like where mm-hmm. you are, where you sit in terms of te ao Māori and mm. te reo Māori and what, what is your honest whakaaro and being open about that and being honest about that. Mm. And then from there, that's where you can work out, like you say, what are those roadblocks in yourself, maybe those barriers, and then work out how you can, yeah, move towards removing them. Hey? Mm. And But I even like what you were saying about mm. questioning things and that's so true because I feel like mm. today we are definitely having a lot more of tikanga um, incorporated in a lot of different spaces mm. with things like karakia, mihi mihi, pepeha, mm-hmm. you know, saying our maunga, our whenua where we grew up. And, you know, I think it's exciting, but also for, for Māori, we sort of know why we do those things. Mm. But maybe, you know, for non-Māori, you probably think, oh, that's a cool thing they do, but then that's sort of the extent that it goes. But mm. actually asking why, because there is there's so yeah. much depth to everything that we do in te ao Māori, and it's definitely there for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it does have quite a big significance in te ao Māori. So just asking the question, why do you do karakia? What does karakia even mean? Um, why do you do pepeha every time you introduce mm-hmm. each other? And what's the significance yeah. of that? Those are great questions. And that in itself will open your worldview <laughs> to te ao Māori, just in a yeah. simple question like exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so oh, something that you just said also reminds me too, because um, we are seeing this growing sort of... Um, um, I guess interest, mm. but across the motu, you know, um, for like embracing tikanga Māori, te reo mm. Māori, especially like in workspaces and universities, those kind of institutions. And that's like really exciting because, you know, mm. the more that we're able to sort of embrace all of these, you know, 
sort of aspects of our culture, the more it's going to be sort of, you know, um, accepted and upheld and, you know, respected. Yeah. Um, but it's it's also too, um, you know, in, in order to be able to sort of embrace kaupapa Māori, it's so important to support Māori within those spaces. Mm. <laughs> and that's the other thing too, because it's, it's, it's so exciting seeing the sort of resurgence, but also at the same time we have to think about things in terms of power and what it means to actually share power within these spaces. Mm. And so if bringing the rio into these certain spaces or bringing the tikanga, bringing the karakia, you know, if that's going to be a process that also means uplifting mm. Māori, whānau Māori, you know, Māori mm. communities um, within all of that. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, the people are, you know, mm. <laughs> everything within culture. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, there's things like the real classes. Yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. There are plenty of real classes across um, Aotearoa, but Tanaki mm. especially these days. So those are always mm. um, cool things to sign up for if you can do the real mm. classes. Yeah. Um, and even there are great podcasts out there too. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Any recommendations? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Taringa is like a, the best for the real. If you mm-hmm. if you're thinking yeah. of the real Maori, um, Taringa, I think they're through Tuanua Aotearoa actually. Yeah. And they have a really cool podcast series. Um, lots of content there, but also. Nuku Woman. Nuku Woman. <laughs> Fantastic. And yeah. here, Kākano Aho, which yeah. has just come out. I See, I actually haven't listened to it yet, but it looks <laughs> incredible. And I will listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And I think their, I'm pretty sure their recent podcast was all Itireo Māori wow, and stuff like that. Wow, beautiful. Yeah, but they do beautiful um, sort of podcasts around what it means to sort of express and reclaim and mm. um, uphold Māori identity, especially within like urban landscapes too, which I think yeah. is you wow. know it's such a relevant sort yeah. of dynamic for all of us, you know, for so many of us, you know. Mm. Yeah. And Te Wananga is very accessible too. Like I just started doing a um, papareo course, which is foundational oh, Māori, cool, cool. <laughs> so just colours and you know introductions. Yeah, um, but obviously interwoven with that is like tikanga mm. and um, uh, I don't. Please help me out. What's the word for uh, or like meditation? But it's with mm. Maori um, concepts interwoven, and you like acknowledge Ranginui and Papa Tuanuku. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, because I've I also studied Tuananga, and we mm. did um, oh, what's it called? Kotepito? Is that what you're doing? Is it? And then I, I can't, <laughs> I can't <You> confirm can't. <laughs> or <laughs> I, I just yeah, because like every lesson starts out with three acknowledgements, and that's number one, learning is better when you're not stressed, mm. and then they they take oh, you through um mm. the breathing process. Mm. Uh, it's like a yeah two minute, uh, I guess recognizing your surroundings mm. and finding your inner inner self for a moment before mm. continuing, mm. Um, and then uh, the second one is that learning te reo is easy, <laughs> so mm. it's just like encouraging you to get through the course. Uh, I can't remember the third one. That's really gonna bug mm. me, <laughs> but yeah, incredibly accessible. They send you all this stuff for free. A big yeah. kete with um, books. Uh, magnets you can like write your um mihi on and like stick it on the fridge <laughs> so you can see it every day um and yeah there are uh beautifully illustrated books with like birds and um uh yeah like native native um animals to um Aotearoa. yeah highly highly oh, recommend it. yeah but see that first point that you just said the first point they like to make in that class is about 
you can't learn to deal with your stress. Like, even that Fakaro, <laughs> so that's so Fakaro Māori. It's all about being, you know, stress-free, centered. like, yeah, centred, calm, and collected. Oh. But, you know, when we study in, like, Te Aupake at our universities these days... That's all stress. It's all stressful. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes you stressed. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. And it's almost like the stress is motivating to do the mahi, but it's like, oh. calm, like, it shouldn't be like that. We I should know. definitely be at a more... Mm-hmm you know, settled space. And it just makes sense we can operate way better, like, to our optimum if yeah. we're feeling a lot more peaceful about things. Oh, I know. And just learning like... should be this exciting <laughs> process. Yeah. It should be a really healthy process. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what... Rather than uh, sending you into a downward spiral. Yeah, exactly. Western education system, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's, um... Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's politics behind. Another whole conversation. Yeah. Another conversation. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I'd I'd really like to hear some more about uh, the mahi that you do for Ranui 135. Mm. Let's go. Yeah, cool. Wholesome mahi. Um, so yeah, my mahi over there, I am a youth a youth worker over in that space. Um but the mahi that I love, that I do, is in primary schools, actually. There's mm. two local primary schools out West Auckland Auckl- as well. Um, Ranui Primary and Berber Primary. And I run a group called Mana Motuake, um, which, of course, we know, like, self-govern. Um, so sort of... In what this does con- Motuake mean? Sorry? Uh, mana Motuake. Well, it's got a lot of meanings. Mm, mm. Um, some people say Motuake is, like, the uniqueness, um, your individuality. Um, but it's more around, like, being self-governed. Mm sort of like tino ranga tiratanga, mm. um, sovereignty over your own sort of own mana, what you do in the space. Um, but in the context of the kura and the primary schools, it's really about just supporting the girls in their Māori tanga. Um, and again, I guess if we look at the context of ra- being raised in Tamaki, Makoto, a bit far from our tūranga waiwai, um, holding groups like this, it's, it's a real honour and privilege for me, but just seeing like the, these young Māori girls at 10, so I work with 10-year-olds, two mm. groups, um, yeah, about nine to... 12 girls in the group mm. and they're yeah, about 10 years old and just having the koiru around the whole group literally is around te ao maori and te tanga maori and reo maori and it's it's about encouraging them in their maori tanga so we look mm. at things like whanaunga tanga um kaitiaki tanga mm. um tino ranga tira tanga all the kupu that i've sort of touched on already and just really fleshing that out and just saying you know what is this big kupu that we might hear like whanaunga tanga in all these different spaces on a marae with our whanau um, out there, we might hear it being said, but what does it actually mean for us mm. personally in our everyday lives? And actually, as a ten-year-old <laughs> growing up in Tamaki, how mm. can we how can we practically use this word fanangatanga in our worlds? And it is just looking at the different relationships, really, and mm. how we can um, strengthen our relationships with each other, with ourselves, mm. firstly, uh, with Papa Tuanuku, mm. um, with Rangi Nui, um, the Asua Maori. Yeah. So, would you say so? You're saying with those words, are they like applied? Um, or do they mean different things in different contexts? Mm. Or is it just sort of in terms of the application and, like, who you're with? Oh, do you mean, like, in terms of the kupu or the kaupapa around, like, whanaungatanga? Yes, yes. Whanaukitanga? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they can. They, it, with a lot of real Māori in general, the context is key. So yep. it really does, like, each Māori word does actually have multiple meanings. Mm-hmm. And depending on the context in which you're having the koiro, mm-hmm. um, that would sort of determine what the meaning is in mm-hmm. that space. Um, so you definitely, you can, yeah, the meaning does shift depending on what you're talking about and, and what the koiro mm-hmm. is. Yeah, but that's 
<laughs> no, that's ex- yeah. I think yeah. that's sort of what I was leaning towards, and I'm just yeah. wondering if that was the case. Yeah, mm. yeah. So yeah, it's it's beautiful, Mahi. Honestly, mm. I like when I sit there in the space and I'm having like watching these girls having a coital with them about even Purako, like our stories, mm. you know, um, around like Hineta Iwa Iwa, Papa Tuanuku again, and just seeing them like be like, oh wow, like and just seeing their yeah. faces light up. You see the connection because again, being Maori, like that, it just speaks straight to who they mm-hmm. are, and seeing that sort of come to life in these young Maori yeah. girls, I'm just like far out. Like <laughs> it's a real honor to hold that space and encourage that within them. Um, Because sort of the thing we like to say, eh, Gabs, even with our Mahi at the Women's Centre, is everybody has their own mana within them. No matter who you are, we all have mana when we're born. And the Mahi that we do is more around encouraging and sort of affirming affirming that that mana. Empowering it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about us trying to teach, you know, people like Rangatahi or um, students about like this is how it goes and blah, blah, blah. It's more like, holding wānanga, holding space, holding koiro for them to realise that within themselves. Mm. And, and seeing that come to life in yeah. their faces, it's just like, wow, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just soaking it all up. <laughs> um, and tell us about the work you do together. Yeah, cool. You can't do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're currently working on this kaupapa called Tuia Te Papa. And Tuia Te Papa, I mean, I should probably let you speak to this ingoa yeah, since you're, yeah, 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 you can add to it, um, since it was gifted from your whanau, but it, mm. it speaks to um, how, like, our identities and our hauora, all of that is interwoven within Papa Tuanuku. Mm. And so, it, yeah, it's centred around the whole sort of kōrero that te taiao, the natural world, um, is na- innately reflected within our own selves and vice versa. Mm. Um, so Papa Tuanuku is Earth, mother. Earth Mother. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. And it's to, that and yeah, it's the name of most our Atua, mm-hmm. where basically all our all life sort mm. of stems from. Um, and there's you know beautiful Purako which delve into like the cosmology of Te Ao Māori and the relationship mm. between Papa Tuanuku, Ranginui mm. and all of their tamariki mm. and you know how that shaped Te Ao Marama or this you know this world of light that we're currently existing within and the mm. complexities that sort of come with you know existing in that space mm. um but yeah so um we've got this kaupapa that we're Working with rangatahi across Tamaki Makoto, um, predominantly in high school spaces, to kind of remind them of that sort of matauranga and to remind them of their own sort of mana within that space and mm. to talk about the ways in which we can sort of manaki our own hauora mm. and the hauora of others, you know, our peers, our whanau, our communities, you know, our loved ones, mm. um, since that's all, it's all interconnected. Yeah. Um yeah, like within, I guess, like our everyday lives. Mm. And it was sort of, a lot of this kōrero came even like, po- I mean, it's, you know, it's always been there, but like following COVID mm. and the whole lockdowns, um, we were, you know, really sort of realised the importance of, um, I guess, upholding that hauora kaupapa, mm. especially amongst our rangatahi, who are like navigating so many different complex issues, you know, mm. their own identities, <laughs> school pressures, all of mm. that sort of stuff. 
Um, but at the end of the day, if you know your whole order is in tow, then you know mm. it becomes very difficult to deal yeah. with the other sort of complexities of life. Yeah, but yeah. Sure. So do you yeah. um, have this in like a session form? You just sit down together and discuss and have a corridor, or is it because um, it's not like a lecture? delivery style or anything all on the same level yeah just, yeah yeah is the word we like to we like yeah to use. yeah wananga, which is just discussions or mm-hmm. like talano as well just holding yeah. a space <laughs> to have a talk and it is it's sort of it's a lot more casual and relaxed and it's about mm. us just going into a school um and just having a corridor wananga with particular students who are interested in the kaupapa mm. and um yeah sort of speaking about what we do and what our whakaaro around Tuia Te Papa and that kaupapa mm. and then just seeing how it relates to our rangatahi and then just leaving it open for them to bring their whakaaro in there mm. sort of um yeah thinking to the space too we did have a cool example recently though when we went into a kura and we looked at Te Whare Tapawha which mm. is the Māori health model near which I roughly talked about before too which talks about Tahahinengaro, which is your um, emotions and your mental, your emotional mm-hmm. and, and mental health, and then Tahatinana, your physical health, Tahawairua, spiritual health, Tahafano, your social health, but then also Tahafinua, which is mm. the um, whenua on which we stand as well, and the hauora, or the health of um, the land as well. Mm. And so we use that mm. model as um, a wānanga point or a talking point. So we got the rooms like split up into four different groups, and we had the mm. fifth Taha, we had Whenua. Where Gabby and I um it on that one, um but we got them to go into four groups and we just gave them like one group we gave them tahatinana hinengaro wairua fano mm. and then we just said okay in your groups how can you manaki it just based off your own experiences mm. of your fano experiences your school's experience like how would you manaki that side of you as an yeah, individual yeah. but also as a collective. And so we just gave them pieces of paper, got the belts, and we just said, okay, go. And just gave them 10 minutes <gasps> to just oh. brainstorm and koiro and wana. Inspire, must have been inspiring, some inspiring answers. Again, yeah. watching and that process was just like... And it was oh. so cool, like, even within their own sort of koiro, it spoke to how all of these different taha are woven, you mm. know, into mm. one. But also the timing of it. Mm. And the reason why we did this wananga was because... Um, it was literally going into Matariki. Mm. And so, like, Matariki... I mean, Matariki as, you know, Te Whutu is, um, represents water mm. and well-being and wellness. Yeah. But, like, the Matariki period is a really important um, time for us to ground ourselves, mm. take it easy, mm. and wānanga and plan for the new year Kia moving ora. forward. Yeah. And so we created, like, this resource, I guess, you know... Um, the tawira to hold on to, you know, moving forward into te tauhau Māori. Mm. And, um, yeah, to be sort of reminded of that kōrero and to sort of, yeah, continuously think about the ways in which they can sort of mm. manaki their hauora, you know, throughout the new year. Yeah. 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 And even that too, eh, is such... I mean, we were talking a little bit about the maramataka even yeah. within that kōrero as well and what it means to really sort of realign our timing mm. with Te Ao Māori. Te Wa, and the timing. Te timing. Māori, what you, yeah, timing mm. with Te Ao Māori, but also Te Tai Ao. Mm, um, and that's yeah. the thing, eh? Like, because time within Te Ao Māori isn't something that's prescribed. It's something mm. that's observed in terms of how, mm. you know? Natural. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. things Natural all sort of fall into. Moving around and yeah. interacting with one another. Literally. Yeah, and picking yeah. up on, like, the tohu yeah. that exist within like their natural environment 
as a way to sort of determine, you mm. know, the best time to kind of act or do certain things and stuff. Yeah. And also to be mindful of the ways in which our own tinana yeah. is, you know, part of that ecosystem as well, because yeah. we are, you know, the whenua and the whenua is within us. And so naturally yeah. all of those timings come into play within our own bodies and our own sort of mindsets and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, but because, you know, because of the <laughs> sort of capitalist system that we're in, you know, time is, you know, it's so constrained linear and, and yes. constrained and yeah. it's, you know, all centred around work and um, mm-hmm. this very Deadlines, Pākehā notion timelines. of, yeah, yeah, and a very Pākehā notion of productivity, yeah, yeah. Um, which An individualistic to, mindset yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. has no connection to the environment. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so easy yeah. to so easy to forget how yeah. your interactions yeah. with literally everything so one another yeah. you know your family mm. yeah. connections to your um te ranga waiwai, your mm. um just and even observe like one thing i found just learning a little bit more about um tikanga maori and just even starting to learn maori words for things mm. it just makes sense and like mm. <laughs> yeah it's also it becomes easier to be more observational mm. and look around and and, and sort of see magic in everything. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We watched it. We, we saw an amazing whakari or show yeah. recently called Kūpapa. Yeah. Um, Nicola Kawana, Ngamahi Kiakwe. It's an amazing... Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, amazing whakari, amazing show. Uh, I think it showed for about a week out mm. west, Auckland again, in Henderson at Corbin's. Um, quite a while ago, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in this play, in Kūpapa they talk to this thing about time and about Māori time, te ao mm. Māori, and then in te ao Pākehā. And it was a sort of a, it was a cool scene yeah. where one of the wahine was, like, showing her, her hua, or, or was it, like, her kui? I wasn't even sure. Yeah, I think it was her kui. Her kui, yeah. um, a watch. She was like, look is at that, this. Sorry, is that grandmother? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the grandmother. grandmother. Yeah, elder, okay. yeah, elder, yeah. And mm. um, she was like, oh, look at this new thing I've got, you know? It's a, it's a watch sort of thing. And then the kui was just like, Oh, um, what does that do? And she was like, oh, well, when the numbers shift like this, that means we've got to go to this place and go here. And she was like, why would I need like numbers or, or a hand to tell me when to go to somewhere? Or you know, like it's like yeah, yeah. you don't say that. Yeah. Oh, like if you're hapu, like yeah. oh, I'm gonna give birth at three o'clock today. Yeah, like <laughs> you don't. And it also like that fakaro applies to like you know the best time to fish and stuff. You're not yeah. gonna. I mean, we do say, okay, I'm going to go out to the beach and go catch a fish around midday or something. Yeah. But actually, again, is that the, yeah. In Te Ao Māori, you would just observe. You would just go out to the moana, to, yeah. the, to the sea, and just watch the waves so, and watch it all and, and observe and sort of connect in and think, ah, oh, now's a good time to go. You know, you wouldn't, yeah. be, you wouldn't be checking any times or clocks. And, <laughs> and like you said, Gabs, when you have a baby, <laughs> when yeah. it's time to birth your baby, you ain't Look looking at, at your time like, and thinking, oh, yeah, mm. I'll have it at 2 o'clock today. Oh, you know, no. it just, when the time comes, your tenana, no. your body just knows <laughs> it's time yeah. for your baby yeah, to no, come. No, I've got, a, I've got a meeting at 1. Like, yeah. this baby better, like, yeah. <laughs> come so before So I guess it kind of, like, kind of brings back to the whole idea of reclamation, like, mm. untangling these... Um, I guess, like, colonial concepts and mm. things from natural processes yeah. and natural systems mm. and allowing it to just exist in its truest form. Yeah, literally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. At least that's what well, I'm getting from it. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, that's I it. I feel like in Tiamoli, you're right, we just, we were 
I think all indigenous peoples though we do we just go with the natural world of things the natural harmony of the way our our operates and we, mm-hmm. there was no need for us to sort of change it or take control of it or sort of make it the way we wanted it because we just saw and thought wow this is beautiful mm. it exists so perfectly the way it, it you know and naturally it was, occurs we don't need a yeah and all of that was like That's based right. upon such rich scientific knowledges too mm. like we had our tohunga who you know could literally navigate the you know the pacific ocean moana nui akiwa in order mm-hmm. to find new you know, lands to settle upon, and that was according to these, and like significant ancestral knowledge mm. bodies around. You know, the positioning of the stars. Yeah. You yeah. know, the ways in which the currents relate to that. Like, it's such a, oh, so it's such like, a rich science yeah. and stuff. But also, you Is know, it's so ma- different. Maturanga, yeah, yeah, yeah maturanga. So that's like knowledges and stuff, I guess. Well, okay. that's one way of framing it again mm-hmm. with a lot of kupu maori mm-hmm. it's like we've got like our like our go-to translation words but yeah. also like there's so much more to it yes. than just knowledge yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah when you really sort of start to look into it and yeah. what that actually mm. means for us and yeah mm. so if you could i guess leave our listeners with a message mm. or um something to consider moving forward um from Indigenous Peoples Day, what would it be? It's Indigenous Peoples Day every day. But also, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know what I said. <laughs> I absolutely stand by that. No, I'll think of something else to say too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> interesting pathway it's something to learn yeah. from i just feel like we've touched on so much today mm-hmm. you know this corridor has gone in so many different directions mm. beautiful ones too so sort of trying to leave it with like one kapu yeah. or a few words at the end here it's like fuck where should i yeah, leave it? <laughs> um, yeah. it's not as you say there have just been so many different touch points so it's mm. it's not something to easily condense into like a sentence <laughs> yeah no because like um, te reo words, it's not, yeah. it can't be confined to that. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny, my head, in my, yeah, in my head right now, I'm just hearing the word aroha, mm. and if I was to leave it, yeah, if I was to leave one kupu, or sort of, even for kāro, from te ao Māori, from, from, yeah, the Māori worldview, aroha is always, at the forefront mm. and, and I think when I say aroha I mean aroha for yourselves for ourselves and our own journeys where we're at recognizing we are all on our own mm. journey as indigenous people as um, Pākehā as whoever we may be mm. we are on that journey ourselves so remembering to always have aroha for yourself wherever you're at mm. and then in turn having aroha for all those around you which include yeah indigenous yeah. whānau and all whānau um, but Beautiful. yeah, if you can always come from a space of aroha, um, yeah, honestly, this world is just going to be a way better place. Yeah, so. kia ora, that's yeah. oh. oh, My heart's so warm right now. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's on aroha. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll also say too, like, toitu te whenua, toitu te moana, toitu te tangata. Mm. And that's a, it's such a relevant, I mean, it's, it's always a relevant whakatauki 
mm. but that whole sort of idea that you know like protecting the whenua protecting the waters the moana and you know like caring for ourselves as people that whole process is mm. so intertwined and that's Sorry, that's you know that's such a foundational sort of Fakaro or kaupapa too I guess te ao Māori and you know as we're sort of you know dealing with and navigating so many sort of issues across the motu around you know the intersections between indigenous rights and te paiao, mm-hmm. the environment mm. it's so important to remember that you know we as people are woven into mm-hmm. the yeah. ecosystem of te taiao. and sure. so it's you know Manaki within that space, kaitiaki tanga within that space. Mm. It it feeds everything and it feeds all us all. Connected. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So much to think about. I think. Um, yeah, and and as as a Pākehā, like I think, realizing or recognizing unconscious biases that I might hold Mm. or that have been um, sort of put on me by my family maybe even and my community and like disentangling myself from that while standing alongside indigenous people Mm. and you know listening to them (laughs) Mm. Um, yeah and I'm very thankful to be surrounded by you know manawahine who are just doing so much good work um, within their communities to uplift one another and also just to bring us into that sort of I don't I don't want to say woke but like you know mm. actually having a recognition <laughs> of that space and all the co-founder that that's interwoven with that mm. Mm. Yeah. thank you so much for joining us and this yeah. has been this has been a really empowering um, podcast I feel everyone listening will taking something away from this um, you know maybe that's self-reflection maybe that's mm. Um, having some resources and ways to reach out and actually seek out Te Reo Māori and um, yeah or maybe that's just even gaining sort of an appreciation for the environment around them and resettling um, reconsidering their own yeah biases and no kia ora and nā mahi nui kia korua you know for um, holding such um, a safe space for this corridor. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 exciting to have mm. this kaupapa be mm. affirmed by different spaces and different people who are out there doing really good work for our community. So yeah, mm. thank you. And um, shout out to Vivian because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry I did say corridor. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I. I have sort of seen your faces through <laughs> her her feed and obviously working together. So Vivian, <laughs> yeah, Vivian. Um, and I just have a little token of appreciation oh. for you both, mm. as well as um, there's there are putiki prints <laughs> coming your way, <laughs> um, which I'm gonna need your addresses for so I can get it directly sent to yeah. you. But oh, this is. Have you seen that Instagram? God. The protect. It's Principal Putiki. Oh yeah, no. Is I it have. the yeah? I have. Oh, wrong way. Come on, Nahi. Come on, Nahi. Yeah, come on.
Yeah, and thank you to Leona here who's yeah. been yeah. watching over us. Nodding. Totoko. And to the space as well. Um, change makers move space mm. thank you very much for letting yeah. us hold this and engage in this career together mm. yeah thank you yeah <laughs> I really enjoyed that.